Program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Saturday. Andy Brownell here with Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group, Remax Results on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I am doing great. Great. So how about yourself? Does everything doing, good? Doing dandy. It sounds like you uh, remain busy. Oh, my gosh. I'm so lucky because, you know, some agents are actually um, really just spinning wheels. You know, having they're working, working their butts off, but having a hard time getting deals done with the multiple offers and the prices going crazy. I mean, what some buyers are willing to pay for properties is just, you know, shutting the door for the other buyers. And it's it's pretty discouraging for a lot of people out there, and I'm feeling pretty bad for them. Yeah, it's got to be extraordinarily frustrating when you get the, oh. you get the loan lined up and you have approval and... This is how much you can spend, and you get outbid every time. Yeah, it's it's tough, and it never feels good to be defeated. And when you're supposed to be out there excited about buying a new house, and it becomes like one of the most stressful things you've ever gone through, it just takes the fun out of it. So I, I'm hoping that we'll see some change in the future, but who knows what tomorrow brings. Well, yeah, you're right. This too shall pass. Right. The market in one way or another will shift, and... As usual, I, I mean, I don't know how long it'll take. Obviously, it'll take months, but i got to believe that with this kind of demand out there that there has to be a drive to build. Yeah, every time I drive by and see another basement being dug, I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> this is what we need. We just need more inventory. And it is spring, and it is the time to dig basements. Yes, my tulips opened already. I'm like, what the I heck? Know. I thought April showers are supposed to bring May flowers. What in the world brought the April flowers? And the trees are... Well, ready to pop. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. I love this time of the year, that's for sure. So you have some housing or real estate related statistics you wish to share with the audience. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is just to give people an idea of what kind of numbers we are talking about when I say there's a shortage or, you know, our supply is tight. I just took the month of March. The month of March is always a really busy real estate month, right? It's just the spring market just getting started. In Rochester, it's typically a busy month because of residents matching at Mayo, but it's just always a busy month. And and this year, every month has been a busy month with the rates the way they are and everything. But I just chose the month of March and looked at 2019, 2020, and 2021. So in March of 2019, we sold 385 homes in Rochester. In March of 2020, we sold 367 homes, okay? So it was a little bit less, and I think that was mostly because COVID was just coming on the scene, okay? But then March of this year, we sold 240 houses, so that's down by 34.6%. And that's got to be completely driven by lack of inventory. (laughs) Lack of inventory. That's the only reason. I mean, we could have sold double that number if they were there to sell. Okay, so I hope all the um, national builders and big land developers are listening to me today. 
Um, as far as the prices, while the inventory is decreasing, the price is doing just the opposite. So the March median list price in 2019 was 245000 and went up by 2% in 20 to 250000 But this year, the median list price is up another 6% in March to two sixty-five. Wow. Yep, we're watching it happen before our eyes. Um, as far as inventory goes, we've been short. You know that. We've been talking right. about that for the last couple of years. We have really seen less and less inventory. And in 2019... In the month of March, we had two months worth of inventory. And I'll remind the listeners who don't understand that completely. It just means that in March, if we hadn't listed any more houses, we would have been completely out of houses to sell in two months. And in March of 20, it was the same, two months worth of inventory. March of 21, we are down to one month's worth of inventory. A 50% drop. Yeah. So even now, this month in April, we're hovering right at that same like 1.2 months worth of inventory. So something comes on the market, something else sells. You know, it's just can't we can't gain any ground with a surplus of inventory because we literally are selling them as fast as we can list them. Like hotcakes. <laughs> like hotcakes. So yes. Going back to what you would consider, I think the term you used previously when we've talked about this is a healthy market, a balanced market. What kind of? Yeah. Do you, is there any number that you have out there for how much of you know inventory should be available? Is it well, if it's if we have three months, everybody's feeling good because sellers know they're not going to sit on the market a long time, and buyers know they're going to be able to find a house. Okay. Uh, so obviously, as that number goes down, sellers are still fine with it. They're happy, but it's a little more stressful for buyers. But on the and other then, hand, if you're selling, usually you're buying too. Well, sometimes. I mean, we have a lot of people who are you know, moving out from apartments and buying homes or coming to Rochester to take a job or um, maybe they just got out of college and instead of renting, they want to buy or they're getting married. I mean, there's lots of people who aren't selling that are buying. So it is tougher for, for, for those folks, for sure. Yeah. And then the, t the prices don't help. You know, the same house that we sold in 2019 for 233000 we sold in 20 for 245 and we're selling it in 21 for 261. I mean, that's a huge increase in prices. It's pretty hard you know, when you put it in that, you know, those kind of numbers. It's uh, it's it's an amazing difference is what it is. And also go from three months down to barely one month. Of yeah. Yeah. And prices increasing at like 6% a year instead of our normal somewhere between one and a half and three. It just keeps it keeps taking me back to several months ago when I did that that story on you know five cities that will right. be unaffordable by 2022 and I was just shocked to see Rochester Minnesota on there and I'm like well somebody knew what in the world they were talking about I mean clearly it's still affordable because our per capita income is also very high you know our median income is very high it's just that it's not as comfortably affordable and certainly does 
cut out, you know, a certain contingent of buyers who are working in lower paying jobs. And granted, we want affordable housing for everybody. Yeah, that's got to be the hard part. When you have it's very hard. A situation where people, in order to even find a home, have to travel a considerable difference, and then that adds to their costs as well, the transportation aspect of it to get to their work. Huh. Yeah, it, it is tough. And there's some pretty discouraging things, and you know, not to get off on a tangent, but one of them is... Um, I feel so bad about these veterans who are trying to, you know, capitalize on their benefit of getting a VA loan because so many times a VA loan is looked at as uh, a worse product than a conventional loan or, you know, an inferior product. When a listing agent gets into multiple offers, they will often be quick to set the VA loan aside. And it irritates me because I think here we have people who have, you know, served our country. They're veterans. This is supposed to be a benefit to them. And now it actually works as a detriment. And I, I think it's just really sad. Robin, what, what is it about the VA loan that makes it less <laughs> well, desirable? Um, and, and I personally don't think it's less desirable, just make that clear. But um, what some people think is that, well, if there's anything wrong with the house, like chipped paint, peeling paint, you know, a broken window, any, any little thing, the appraiser on the government-backed loans is going to call those things out, and they're going to want those things addressed. So that's something that the seller is going to have to address. I've even had a buyer say, listen, I'll come over and address the issues before the before the sale even happens, just so that it passes the appraisal. I mean, that's how desperately people want right. to get houses. Oh, it's craziness. And then also, sometimes they take longer. You know, sometimes um, the process of the loan itself is just a little slower. And sometimes when it's a VA loan, we're not, I mean, there are plenty of local lenders that do VA loans, but a lot of times we're working with some loan processing center that's not a local. And, you know, I've, I've told you that one of the key things we look at is, is this a lender I've worked with? Do I know if they say we're going to close on this date? We really are. Is the pre-approval solid? And when we get some of these um, loans from from companies that we don't work with on a regular basis. I think sometimes people, especially agents who haven't done it a lot, get a little bit uh, scared of. That's a, yeah, that's a really sad and unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It is. It absolutely is. Okay. Um, well, we're talking with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. And we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back on Newstock 1340, Carol C.A.M. and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Your carpets are a major investment. Don't trust just anyone to clean them. It pays to do it right. Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome back. We're talking Rochester Real Estate and before we went into the break, Robin was talking about because of the hyper-competitive situation out there, um, VA loans sometimes may not be all that advantageous when, yeah, sadly enough, it's the, the veteran who served our country who's pursuing that as a way to get into a home. You also mentioned that things are getting a little tougher out there for a lot of folks as far as just getting a mortgage. 
Yeah. Um, I actually just read an article that just came out, and the title of the article was Lenders Are Tightening Up on Mortgage Loans. And I thought, what in the world? So I read it, and, you know, it makes perfectly good sense because the mortgage credit availability, which measures the um, lender's willingness to approve the mortgages, is now at its lowest level since 2014. Oh, goodness. Well, think about it. There's only so much mortgage money to give, right? And it's at an all-time low rate, so everybody's asking for it. Yep, high demand. So now they're thinking, all right, well, let's be picky and choosy who we are giving these loans to um, just to protect our own self. Because with some of the things I I read, one of the things that they worry about is that um, borrowers have the right to the deferment, you know, saying, okay, because of COVID, I'm not able to make my payments. So there's actually some lenders that are asking um, buyers to sign paperwork. That doesn't even make sense to me, but apparently it must be legal, saying that they have no intention at all to to go that route. And um, people are signing them. You wonder if that could even be legally binding. Well, I mean... I don't have any idea. (laughs) Right. Well, the thing is, is it says mortgage lenders are issuing more home loans at record levels, right? But those mortgages are most often going to those with stellar credit histories and borrowers willing to make large down payments. Sort of like back to the way it was when I first got into real estate. You know, you didn't hear of anybody getting a loan without 20% down. And then it went down to 10 and then it went down to five and sometimes there were zero downs and then 3% and then five, you know, so there's all different products out there and there still are. So anybody that's listening, I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer and I don't want to completely discourage people and make people think, oh, great, you know, I don't have a perfect credit score, now I don't qualify. Because that is not the case. It's just that things are going that direction and tightening up. And the average credit score um, for the loans that are being processed has gone up into the high sevens. So, Oh, goodness, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, that's actually uh, yeah. That catches. That's me. very high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess that is the that's the market functioning again, right? You have at this point this overwhelming demand, and you have limitations, which could also be the number of loans you can actually physically process at any given time, or even the money to to give them, because it says that the mortgage loan availability plunged about thirty five percent year over year from 19 to 20. Okay. So lenders are being cautious because they have to protect themselves from making loans to borrowers who might lose their job due to the pandemic. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that would obviously make total sense, but I guess I'm a little bit surprised it's gone as high as upper sevens. Yeah. I, I'm going to see if I can't find it. It was, I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? Because that oh, right here. considered a it really, says, really good credit rating. It says about 70% of the mortgages granted in 2020 went to borrowers who had credit scores of at least 760. That is up 61% from 2019. According to data from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, among the borrowers with approved mortgages, the median credit score was 786 in the fourth quarter of 2020. So you're right, back to the old days. 
Yeah. I remember yeah. when we got our first mortgage, it was the hoops we had to jump through were incredible. It really makes me sad because, again, here are home, you know, first time home buyers who have worked their butts off. They have a great paying job. They've got credit scores that were always considered pretty darn good and, you know, definitely worthy of a mortgage. And from what I'm reading in this article, is saying those very people could struggle in the near future to get approved for a mortgage. So, what was considered. Uh a healthy score to qualify for a mortgage previously. The 600s, in the 600s, okay. yeah. So, I mean, 600s, sure, 620, 650. I mean, now they're saying the median is 768 or whatever. That's that's considered a really good credit score. And, hey, I'm not knocking good credit. I'm all for good credit. But sometimes um, people don't have it quite that great, and they still are very capable of borrowing money for a mortgage and making their payments in a timely fashion. Well, I'm just thinking in terms of a younger person starting out, it's pretty hard to get right. that 780s. It's definitely hard. Owned, you know? Well, and some of the things that they rate you on are your credit history and the length of amount of times you've had certain accounts. And when you're getting started out, you know, starting out, you don't have any of that. No, you don't. <laughs> you got to start at ground zero. It's impossible. You're not been on the planet long enough. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, wow. This is a... A crazy dynamic. When I say it's time to do it now, I am not joking. It is time to buy your house now. I mean, I've told you that my daughter and son-in-law bought some nice land out in Orinoco, and their plan was to wait three to five years before they built. And I said, uh, no way. You are going to do this now, get locked into a great rate, and start this process, even if it is a little sooner than you planned, because I don't want you to miss it. Especially when you're talking about this particular market as well. It's pointing to continued rapid growth. So Exactly. We don't see it going the other direction. That's for certain. Okay. We already have to take another break, Robin. So we'll continue in just just a moment with Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group Remax results on News Talk 1340, Carol C. AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Woke culture. It's choking America. Erasing our history. From Gwaltney Group Remax results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. We're speaking with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. And uh, (laughs) uh, we were talking even off the air. I mean, I'm I'm amazed by the statistics you just talked about in in regards to credit scores and and, uh, even... Availability of mortgages. Getting the mortgages. Yeah. Thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, first-time homebuyers. They're hearing this and they're going, oh, no. I mean, are there solutions? Well, yes. And, you know, many times I say, if you're out there and you're thinking about where do I start, remember, you're climbing a mountain, get yourself a guide. You need a guide so that you you make sure you're equipped with all the right tools and you know the path, okay? Because that's the way you reach the top. So... First thing for home, first-time home buyers is make sure you line yourself up with a very 
uh, good lender who will then put you in touch with a very good realtor or vice versa with a very good realtor who will then put you in touch with a very good lender because you want to make sure you have the right people guiding you. So that's the first most important thing. And one of the things that we might, um, that we are telling a lot of our first-time home buyers is you you want to live in Rochester, you work in Rochester, you might have a better chance of getting what you're looking for if you're willing to drive a little way. You know, if you're willing to move out to Plainview or out to Casson or out to Stewartville or St. Charles, if you're willing to go a little way out around the city, that might help your cause because it might not be, you might not be getting into those multiple offer situations with so many other offers that you have to drive your price up. So there definitely are some tricks to the game. And um, I actually <laughs> found this article says top 10 cities for first time home buyers. It says, first-time home buyers aren't shying away from the competitive housing market, but they are showing a willingness to expand their searches to be more successful. And it's exactly right. I see it every day. So it might not be your first choice, but if it means being able to buy a house and afford it comfortably, it's a sacrifice a lot of buyers are willing to make. Well, you um, about the traveling, if you think about the distances that you were talking about there, still shorter drives than most commutes in the Twin Cities. Yes, exactly. Time-wise, it doesn't take long at all. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about no more than 30 minutes from home to work, and you can live 10 miles from your job in the Twin Cities and have to spend more than 30 minutes. Right. So we're so blessed that way, for sure. Um, so this article, I found it interesting because it went on to say that the Midwest may offer some of the greatest housing options. So I'm happy, happy to hear that. We're still, you know, somewhat protected. Rochester does, didn't make the list of the top 10, um, you know, best cities for home buyers right now. But uh, let's see who did. Bloomington, Illinois is number one with a median list price of 160 Oh, Wow. Iowa City, Iowa, with a median list price of 205. Kalamazoo, Michigan, with a median list price of 155. Great Falls, Montana, 285. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We have some Mayo Clinic people over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. A lot of kids. 275. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Savannah, Georgia, 275. Schenectady, New York, 210. Taylorsville, Utah, 250. Harrisonburg, Virginia, 285. And Rapid City, South Dakota, 281. So those are the places that are the most affordable and easiest to get a home for new home buyers. Now, that's not like driving from Casson or Plainview. That's no. like relocating. But <laughs> the article actually went on to say that there are people who are willing to search out new jobs in some of those markets where housing is affordable. And I just think that is crazy. Well, at the same time, though, a lot of these jobs, you can commute. I mean, yeah. Telecommute. Yes. Yeah, I now. Somebody, yeah. I know somebody who lives here in town, uh, just got hired from uh, some internet outfit in Arizona, and they, well. Not going to move. Yeah. They're no, they don't need to. Here. They don't care. Yeah. Said, you it's work, awesome. You can work anywhere you want in the world. It's just, yeah. It's well, I, I do have a few new listings, oh, so okay. I'm excited to share those. Okay. 
All right. I've got um, a nice split-level house, three-bed, three-bath, two-car garage built in 2005 at 455 Manor Ridge Drive, Northwest. And that one is listed for three fifty nine nine. Okay. I've got one of those lovely... Um, condos in Rochester Towers and this one really is lovely. It is on the 10th floor and it's on the corner looking right down the alley of, you know, 2nd Street and all of the Mayo buildings. It's been completely redone. It's just a beautiful place. A lot of people like those for, uh, parents will buy them for their kids to go to medical school or residency and live there and this one's a hot one and it's two ninety nine. Hopefully oh, really? it sells quickly. I'd love Beautiful to be on that building and see the storms come rolling through. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I've got another condo over in um, Valhalla, 2100 Valkyrie Drive, and that one is a two-bed, two-bath. They have one garage stall, just like the one downtown, and that one's half the price, one forty nine nine. Location, location, right? Yeah, but look, you can still get into a home for one. Oh, gosh, yeah, yes, exactly. And here is um, one that we just listed yesterday at 3005 18th Avenue Northwest, so kind of right across the street from the John Adams baseball field up on the corner, you know, right on 18th. Right by Allendale Park. Right behind this house has Allendale Park as a backyard. Okay, I know. And yeah, it's four beds, two baths, two car garage. It was built in 1953. Fun house. It's not a cookie cutter house by any means. Got a lot of character. Two sixty four nine for that one. I'm happy whenever I have anything under three hundred. I'm so excited. You're walking distance from the middle school and the elementary schools in that area. Yeah. And here we have one more, one last new listing, and this one is 17892 Wedgwood Drive out in Zumbrota. And this one is coming soon, so nobody can see it yet, but as of the 21st of April, it will be available for showings, and the showings can be scheduled now. They just can't get in early. It's a four-bed, three-bath, two-car garage, uh, multi-level, and it was built in 1988, and that one is going for three ninety nine nine. Fantastic. Sits on just over an acre. So we've still got some houses for you. Yes, we've got houses for you. <laughs> so this is the perfect time to throw this out there. Um, you heard these listings, and if you're in either the buying or the selling mode here, how do, and you want the guide that you were talking about specifically, the experience guide, how do we get a hold of you, Robin Gualdi? I am here and eager to help, and I promise you, you call me, I'll answer my phone, or I'll call you back very shortly. My cell phone number is 507-259-4926. Fantastic, Robin. You have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll chat again next Saturday. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. That's Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Mayo Clinic Radio, Omaha.